You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Top King League. G'day guys, welcome to Talking League, we're a weekly NRL fantasy podcast, we're flying through the season, we're actually up to round seven, but good news tonight, we're back to the full strength while Andy returns, still have a few COVID protocols though, so we put him in isolation, but I'm in isolation even though I don't have COVID, but Andy, how are you feeling mate? Look, when you say full strength, I would say I'm probably about, about 60%, so definitely not full strength, but look, a 60% me is... Bloody damn good anyway, so, <clears throat> yeah. Wow. <laughs> As you can tell, <laughs> your voice is shot. Your voice sounds like Paramount played, but Corbs, justice for Qatar. The the news of the week. I don't care about team lists. Those points was it? Tigers wasn't a miracle. The points for Cotter was a miracle. How good. Mate, we can't take all the kind of raps for it. Like, the Talking League community got behind this on Saturday morning. I think it was Saturday morning. No, Friday morning, one of the one of the Easter days. But Corbs, it was just kind of it was great to see everyone come together for a justice because <laughs> the justice just wasn't there and I was about to delete app. Well, I I just like that those guys can sleep at night knowing that they gave the points rightfully back to the Cotter owners. Especially me who bought him in this week. Uh, because I lost a lot of sleep just thinking, are they going to give those points back? Mate, I tell you what, it's so close, but that extra seven points, I don't even know how they, because you get five points for the actual drive save. So I don't know how they've come up with seven anyway. But the thing is, that seven points jumped me and you up like 500 ranks or something. It was ridiculous. Do you know what you two have done now? Do you know how bloody how many emails there there will be in the future from for more players? I think they've because they've changed those points. They've opened a, a can of worms for their actual internal staff. But you know what? Do your job properly, and like you said, they, it needs to be justice, not only for Cotter but for all players. Corpse. Shout out to the, those guys, the IT behind the the computer yeah. screens, because they must listen to the pod. Um, and and we're, we're very thankful Corbs, for those seven points. Corbs, I feel yeah. I feel we're on a journey now. We're like criminal lawyers that are just trying to represent the people. Like every week, let's pick something out and represent, get the points for the people. It's not just about Cotter. It's about justice for all. Justice That's right. For, <laughs> from the rich and give to the Cotter. I can get on board that. Love it. I love it. <laughs> we're going to see Andy back, but thanks everyone for all the great Spotify and Apple reviews. Really appreciate it. Now, if you haven't yet and you like the show, please rate us. It really helps us to continue to grow. Just remember, reminder, our weekly competitions will continue on so you can get Talking League merch, also free NFT cards, courtesy of Game Day Squad. They'll be on Wednesday and Thursday at 12 p.m. time, so just jump on the Facebook page. It's plenty of fun. Last week, we had guest to fantasy score for Cleary and Nico. What do you reckon this week, Corbs? We have, like, Ruben Cotter. Let's, let's go Let's go a no-one player. Let's go like a... So, yeah, Mitchell like Moses. A- yeah, Tamari like Martin. Tamari Martin. Oh, mate, Tamari. Yeah, yes. I like that because that's random as hell. And not- him and maybe Royce Hunt off the bench from Sharks. No, <laughs> we're doing Cotter for sure. It's going to be Cotter. <laughs> Ruben Cotter <laughs> and Tamari Martin will be the your two picks this week. You'll have to wait. you have to wait until Monday to- <laughs> because of the, uh, the extra day. points. <laughs> Big time. All right, team news. Sienna Katoa and Brendan Katoa. <laughs> Nikora return for the Sharks. Cameron McInnes, he starts at lock for Dalfinuken. And Aiden Tolman in that prop for Hammond Ueli. Matt Gavalu is on an extended bench. Still no Josh Schuster anywhere for Manly. Tolatau Cooler for a lot of owners drops out of the 17, which is concerning. Uh, Morgan Harper's returning there. As we mentioned, Tamari Martin, he returns for the Broncos at fullback. Tyson Gamble gets his first start of the season at 5'8". Corey Pakes moves to hooker and Billy Walters to the bench. Corey Waddell, he's back for the Doggies. He's on an edge. And Aaron Shoup is the new centre. Jordan McLean starts for the Cowboys. Jermaine Tunor-Brown in the hammer. They're back on the extended bench. Davey Mowale, he's back for the Bunnies on the bench with Isaiah Tuff, uh, Tass. Sorry. Back to an extended bench. Adam Clune returns for the Knights at half back. 
Junior Paulo back for the Eels from suspension. Will Penasini back to the centres. Nakoro, Nakore, sorry, in this is actually out for a week. Hayes Purnham, Perham on the wing. The Raiders, plenty of moves there. Jordan Rapiner, he's been playing fullback. Xavier Savage to the wing. And Charles Nickel Clockstack to number 14 on the bench. Englishman Harry Rushton will debut from the bench. Roosters have retained Joseph Sawali ahead of Kevin Naguama. Still no sight of young Billy Smith. Paul Momorowski and uh, Siwa Takiara returns. Kenny, the Bromwich, Kenny and Jesse, they return. The Bromwich boys from COVID for the Storm. And finally, Matt Lodge, he's back for the Warriors. Now, Corbs, you've got a funny story about old, uh, what's his name from, uh, Billy Smith from the Roosters on your, your drunk Saturday, mate. <laughs> Someone put a photo up in a Roosters group that I'm in, just, uh, lurking, trying to get a bit of goss. Um, don't kick me out if there's any Roosters fans here, just let me lurk. And uh, there was a photo up of Billy Smith and I had a few at my uncle's and I chucked a message out, hey, did you ask Billy Walters when he's going to be back? <laughs> and I got roasted by these Roosters fans. I didn't look at it for another 20 minutes. And, yeah, when I went back in, there was a fair few messages spraying me. Uh, anyway, I covered it up. Bit of a, a cheeky comment back and um, all is good. But, anyway, I still didn't get my answer, so I've got no idea where he is at the moment <laughs> and what's causing him to uh, be out. Hey. He, he didn't have any sort of knee brace or wasn't on crutches or anything. Sort of looked okay, so... Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one there. We might have to I'm go going, justice, justice, justice for Billy Smith. One. He's justice. an awkward one to have in the team too because I was holding him. Yeah, he does have a good record. Why a lot of people did jump on him. And, you know, when the Roosters click, he could be the outside of a, a lot of good points there. So he might have to go in the end. Big time. Now, boys, I'm excited about tonight. I think we're going to get some good analysis out, but let's go to the burning questions. Now, Joshy King, he's kind of been in my DMs a lot. Made a lot of money, but he's kind of hit a bit of a rough patch. Corbs, what's your thoughts on him? Is he a sell? And the biggest thing is, who to? Yeah, well, going off what his average is and what his break-even is, which is just above what he's been getting, I think you should be really looking at maybe to offloading him. You've made some really good coin on him. Um, and I think he will start to lose money. I can't see him continuing to take the the minutes off the cheese. I think the cheese has got to be – I know he's not going uh, to be there next year, but they've got to utilise him more. He's a freak. Mm. Um, and, and they've got – they have had a, quite a few injuries over the last few weeks, which has probably flattered his minutes more than what he should have got. Uh, he, he's a bit of a plain Jane player, just plods along. I think a lot of people have used that terminology on him. But I think to who you'd look to, Cotter and TPJ, the obvious ones, Jackson is is one that you sort of brought to light the other night. Yeah. Could be a cheeky grab that some are interested in or go down to the, the TAFE if you have that cover in the mid. Yeah, I think that's the biggest issue at the moment. The mid-ranges mid just pretty much aren't there. Any Anyone that caught your eye? What, what's your thoughts on Josh King? Uh, Josh King, well, my thoughts are uh, he's a self. Like you said, he topped out. He made 188K. Um, I actually uh, don't – this is what I'm going to um, sort of allude to. You can use him as a cash option to get clear in because that's what I did last week. Mm. So, you know, he's made his, made his dash. So get him for someone cheap. Unfortunately, I got him in for cooler. He was my, my trade down. But for 220K, it doesn't matter. I'm not really – to get clear in, I'm, I was happy. You know, 90, that sort of 90-plus score on the weekend was great. So, mate – Clue is even cheaper. I think he's 18K cheaper. So, mm. um, yeah, Josh King and maybe another player to get Cleary in. So that's that's sort of my recommendation. Yeah, what I did notice, boys, his defensive workload has just dropped off dramatically. Round one of four, he averaged 39 tackles. Even though he's playing still big minutes, he is only averaging 24 now. So that that extra 15 points that he's not getting is, is huge just for owners there. But, Corbs, you brought up a couple of good ones, I think. <laughs> If you are going to wait one more, you probably can wait one more week. His break-even is only 44 this week, so even if he hits a 30, his price isn't going anywhere too bad. But Cameron McInnes, we'll see how he goes this week against the Sharks and how they line up next week. One guy that's really on my radar now, Andy, is your boyfriend from the off-season, Liam Knight. Now, we'll go into a little bit of detail with him a little bit later. It's one of the questions for our show, but at 380K, his minutes just keep rising and rising, and he's looking better. His PPM is through the roof at the moment. I think he's going on the radar. I'll save it a little bit till later because I've done a little bit of analysis on young Liam, but he'll be good to see that you know he's back in the talking league sites there for you, Andy. Yeah, look, maybe we might want to 
um, text him and get him back, get him on. <laughs> mate, just to discuss his form, mate. He's doing hey, good. You're, you're back in form. You're back on the show. Let's go, brother. Let's do it. <laughs> now, Corbs, we kind of talked a little bit about this last night. as Mitchell Moses and trying to find a way for Nathan Cleary. Now, Moses keeps making money. He's 730K, so he's made a good hundred and nearly 130K, but we've got to find a little bit more money to get to Nathan Cleary. Are you still holding out? Oh, I haven't came any closer. Uh, to the decision in this one. Just look at that. They've still got those two games. And then, like, Moses is an easy sell after that. It's just, well, yeah, for two games, is it worth keeping him? I'm leaning more and more towards his my out because that way I then get to keep Hass, I get to keep Grant, and I've got – well, Teddy was the other one. So, it's, yeah, it's either Teddy or Moses. And – I don't know. But maybe Teddy, though, because Moses has probably shown me a bit of potential. It is a <laughs> no place, sorry. Yeah. Which doesn't probably help you on this little bit. <laughs> hey, Corb- Corbsy, you, you said, you know, on last night about looking at over the origin draw. So Nathan's not going to play round 13, right? Now, round 14, they play the Knights. Let's bring up the actual dates when they play. So June, they play on the 12th of June, which is a Sunday. So what's he got a recovery there of three days? Then they play the Warriors, which will be... I think there's a standalone weekend coming up here somewhere as well. You'll play the Warriors, which will be on the 18th, which will be the Saturday. And oh, I just got Asiata in <laughs> Oh, is he? I heard someone coming down. What's he, going he on? Coming, come say hello. Come say hello. Here he is. The real brains behind the operation, Sam Corby. <laughs> All right, get out of here. Oh, he didn't even get a, he didn't even get a look in. <laughs> Now, Corbs, they play this Saturday against the Warriors, and then they'll play the Roosters on the 1st. So that's the week after the standalone. That's five days after the standalone. So you think you'll back up there too. 17, <clears throat> excuse me, they've got the bye. So really, he'll probably just miss the two games if he stays fit during Origin, mate. So three out of five games, I think he'll play there. And he's not one to like, – he's not happy to rest either. Mm. We saw last yeah. year. He, he wants to play footy. Missing the start of the season too, I think he'll probably want to get as much footy in the legs as well. Yeah, I think maybe. Oh, or it depends think, how that shoulder is if it's still lingering during the season, which could definitely be a, a thing. So, yeah, I'm leaning more towards going straight to Cleary. And the other thing is too, like, Leo Thompson's probably done his dash, and he's not a round 13 player. He's made good 10 points in value. Yep. So there's a few people that are starting to tickle or have ticked all the boxes that I wanted them to. Moses, I still wanted a little bit more, but seeing him last night just do nothing in that second half and pretty much reminding me what the sort of player he is in terms of on the field and in fantasy, and then seeing Cleary, I know that it was a weak Brisbane side, but he just wants the ball in his hands and he's, yeah, I, I don't think he's going to be too far off what he was last year. And I think we'll talk about it a bit later as well, but I don't think you're going to get him cheaper than this week. Yeah, Cobbs, I think you've got to do it this week because it will just give you value, man. It will give you six games before Origin and then the potential of three during the Origin break and then that kind of run home. I think you've got to do it. Oh, and the captaincy, I loved it last year. Just seeing just his score tick over. Yep. And then the last 15 minutes, the unicorn points would just start popping in here and there. <laughs> Big time. Now, Andy, Moses owners, should they sell and find a way to Cleary? Yeah, that's a tough one, I think we say here. Like, because Cleary is such a, like you said, the set and forget. But I still think there's still points in Moses. You know, like, yes, he did go missing that second half, but he's still got 48 points. It's not really too bad. What's his break even? His, his break-even is 47 for next week. So it's a tough one. If it's because it's if it's to get Cleary in, then I'd say, yeah, you probably can can do it. But if you can find another way, because you've still got points to make, if you can, like you said, get a Josh King or uh, and maybe a, a Teddy and then bring in Cleary in a cheapie. But even I think Teddy's up down to, what, 600 green now, so it might need more than that. So, um, yeah, if it's to get Cleary in, I'd say you, you you, it's probably in your best interest. I just don't like selling Moses because I, I know he's still got points to make. What do you reckon? Hey, Andy, is it still your year? 
I did miss this last night. Might as well give it to me now. <laughs> I honestly don't know what what hurt more. Was it the seeing that loss, or was it the razor blade throat from the Rona? You're getting it. You're getting Either hit way, from all directions, I was mate. Getting smashed from all sides. All the packet you, of all the packet of snakes you owe me too. Yeah, that one as well. Well, yeah, no. just from all angles. So look, you know what they say though. Leicester took it out, but to not have bounced back. <laughs> I'm not playing it. That, yeah. The other thing that hurts me is that Teddy is probably one of the bigger <laughs> guns that I should be offloading. But in that wing of fullback position, Pappy, I'm still not confident about him playing, and he plays last game. Yep, I agree. And, so it, I'm and if you lose him, you've sort of almost shuffled things around. You'd have to have probably a Stephen Crichton and just have him not playing down in the emergencies just ready to go just in case yeah i agree that would have to be your backup if you were to go that way but i'm not sure we're talking about it i don't think it was a question in here teddy just seems to be the last two years non-relevant in fantasy because his role in the team isn't what it used to be he used to be remember when he was at the tigers and then he first went to roosters just get the ball in his hands as much as possible but now he just comes in and does his thing which works for the roosters although they've been a bit clunky but it's not really translating, yeah, to the fantasy that we want him. Big time. Now, boys, let's move to Ronaldo Molotalo because I think he's potentially becoming a bit of a pod buy. He's a dual winger fullback and centre. He's at 576K, only a break-even of <laughs> seven, and he's coming off huge form. He's 63-55 and 69. Against the Storm, he hit four line breaks, two tries, and out of the top 500, he's only owned by half a percent. Now, he's a Kiwi this year. He's not playing for New, uh, for Queensland. Got a draw of Manly Broncos, New Zealand Raiders, Titans. Mate, if Teddy isn't up to scratch, I don't mind getting another jewel, and I think Ronaldo might be our man. But, Andy, have you had a look at Ronaldo? Yeah, four tries in six games. Um, bit of a try inflation there. But, like, you're not wrong, though. He has actually become an elite winger. Um, but for 576K, like you said, if... With Teddy not going so well, you have got the ability to palm him off for someone. But who, who, when in that area, who else have we got? Uh, for dual, dual position, you've got Manu, you know. But um, and or, or if you're just going for center, you've got Stags, who's coming into his own as well. Yeah, uh, I think Stags owned by eight percent of people. Um, and and you could even go the other unicorn Ponga, who's Ponga back in the same vicinity, or cheaper than Ronaldo at the moment. <laughs> Look so. at it. No, he's not back. No, nah, when, when you say he's not back, he almost he's got 102 points. Well, hold on. Disclaimer, is he in your draft team? <laughs> That's irrelevant. <laughs> it's irrelevant. He's doing it again. Remember last year, Coles, where he fell behind because he kept picking his draft players? Yeah, but the thing is he's got clear in his draft team, so that'll help him. <laughs> yeah, well, with a clear carry Ponga him. show. It's a clear Ponga show. <laughs> now, I, I think – I don't know if I can trust him. I know he's a pod, but like you said – um, four tries in six games, it's very inflated. Will he get that or like, will that continue the season when well, you can get I, I think I'd I, rather pick a Stags. I like, you know, I like him, Corbs. All the play down the Sharks seems to be going out of the left, and Matty Moylan is in sensational form too. And Sifatalakai, those hands, any thoughts, Ronnie? Yeah, he, uh, if you captain him in draft, you're a you're smart a man, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> you owe an apology to Dave for that one, mate. You yeah, I do. absolutely roasted a bloke in our draft comp for captaining. Mulatalo and yeah, you really ate your words because he Indeed. he had a big game. Outside backs in good teams are the go, and AJ and Garrick were the two last year. I just think he might be the one for for the twenty twenty two. Since moving to the wing, he has a fifty six average. He could be a smoky for Origin. Or did they sort that situation out, or what's the go there? Well, so sorry, he's what? not playing, not eligible. He can't play. Well, that's yeah. even better news. He's currently priced at 41 in a side that's looking the goods and a break-in of seven. If I had unlimited trades, I'd be getting him in. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. What about for Critter, Corpse? People have been talking about upgrading Critter. It's not much to upgrade him to. But he doesn't play the 13 buy, does he? just no. depends. Freddie might want him for Origin. It can't. No, no, Multalo. Oh, no, no, he doesn't. Sorry, man. I know that shouldn't dictate everything, but... I just see Crichton as a pretty valuable player in that round 13 with the goal kicking, and I think he'll get sort of that 45, 40 to 50 sort of points. Mm. Um, 
And I think Militello's hot at the moment. I think like, he's if, coming off two great, three great games. If, if can can he trade, continue that? If I was to trade Militello, I'm with you, TK. I'd be looking at Teddy to him. Mm. I'd, uh, I'd give him a couple of weeks to perform, but I don't mind Ronaldo. His yeah, carries are so good. Few, we've given Teddy a few weeks and he's only hit the one good score. It just seems like we're repeating ourselves. Give him one more week. Give him one more week. Teddy's gone, from my opinion. I wasn't there yesterday, but I think he might be doing Teddy to McInnes. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Jesus. Give him a week. Give him a week. Oh, I've right. already given him five. Give him Andy's just losing the Andy's losing the plot in COVID. But yeah, boy, Sifatalikai just continues one of the form players of the NRL at the moment. Five hundred and fifty nine K. Break even of six here, Corbs. He's probably gonna get the jewel this week as well, but have we kind of missed the boat? I don't think we have. Priced at forty. Who's gonna take his spot? I don't Surely think they, can, they, can't. they can't now, right? No, <laughs> no way. He's shown the Midas touch with some classy touches. Soft hands in the last few weeks, and then chucking his bullocking runs where he just picks up those tackle busts for fun. In the past, he sat at that 30 average at centre, but in the last three games since he's moved, he's got a 63 average. And he almost, you were talking about, it, they like that left side. He always seems to be a focal point for their attack. And if they rush up in on him, I talked about it before, that soft hands straight out to Molotalo, I don't think it's too late. Like, there's 20 points, 23 points if you go off what he's sitting at at the moment. But I think there's an easy 10. If you talk about that 10 points of value, then, yeah, I think he's a go. And once he gets that centre jewel, he will be a very handy person to have slot down there. I'm saying upgrade from – if you really don't like Nanai anymore, find the money, find the extra 50K and upgrade to Talakite. But we brought this guy up before, Andy, Katoni Staggs. Now, me and Corbs talked a little bit about him last night, coming off some really good form against the Roosters and Penrith. Have you had a chance to have a look at him? Well, I was just about to say that, just the fact that he scored a 79 and 69, but not just against anyone, against the Roosters and the Panthers, yeah. like solid defending teams. 46 average in 2020 and 48 in 2021. Naturally, there's only four games, but I think he's, he's red hot. Um, he's finding a bit more form and, like it back to that, there's barnstorming best when he was sort of killing it every game, you know. And then now, like the Broncos need to play like that. Uh, Herbie Farmworth has been doing that, um, uh, game after game, but I think Tony Staggs is back, yeah. Um, and, he, and, and he's worth a look for four, 546k um, upgrade from Critter, Regan? yeah. It, it, if you got 46k in the bank, I thought that's what I'm doing. I'm doing that over Mulitalo, yeah. Top 5,000, only. Point zero eight of a percent owner. So I'm probably th- I'm thinking the Mats is probably like one person in the top five thousand actually owns him. So massive pod. No, I like that. Nice I'm dog. Trying to get as well. Draws good too. Dogs, sharks, souths, manly knights, titans. He could hit a bit of a run here. Now, boys, the next guy I want to talk about, Liam Knight. He's gone right under the radar. Three hundred eighty k mid. Now his minutes, you know, good good to see him back too because he's a real character. Back from his concussions, looking really good, but his minutes just keep increasing. Nineteen, twenty-two, twenty-seven, forty, and what I do think will happen, especially with this draw that they've got, is well they've already started managing Cam Murray. He's back to sixty-three and sixty-five minutes in his last two games. A bench of Burgess host Mowali and Knight probably suggest he's probably going to keep this forty-minute role. And especially if they keep spanking teams, he might get more than 40 minutes to keep giving him more game time. His PPM at the moment is 1.11. He's playing good bloody footy. And top 5,000, again, 0.2%, so probably two people own him. I think he's a nice little cash down, especially... I'll give him one more week. I've got to have a look one more week. But if he plays good this week, I'm nearly getting him in. I think, uh, I think it's too much of a risk. Like last year, I'm telling him you said that you are a fraud. Yeah, tell him. <laughs> he might play better. He might get him to ring me, like, like you did to Murray. No, like last year, he only played over forty minutes. He played forty minutes, but he only played over forty minutes three times. Uh, yeah, I think that was also with a with a few concussion injury, injuries. We obviously didn't have much game time and games in general, but I, I just think it's too much of a risk. Uh, um, you've got. Oh, who is, who's the other board? I'm just having a blank. There's a George Burgess on the bench. Marky You've Nichols got, is out for eight weeks. You've got Host, who's on edge. Samita Totola is the other sort of gun. So I don't know if 40 is his sort of staple, but look, if you need a mid for 380K, go for it. But the problem is at the moment I've got Haas and Leo Thompson in my, in my team who are a cover and Heatherington who could be gone. 
So yeah, look, it could be, but I just think he's. If you're, you're looking for those gun trades, I think he's a bit of a, a risk for me. Break even at fifteen, I reckon. Everyone just have a little look and jump on him maybe next week if it continues to go well. Now, Corbs Tamari Martin, he's returning at fullback for the Broncos. Comes back in the game at three hundred k. I've got no idea how they do this, and he's a jewel though. He's a half and wing fullback jewel, but. Any thoughts? You know, we've seen him play a little bit, of, especially at the Cowboys when they made the grand final. He's got a little bit of a sample there at fullback, Corpse. Yeah, the 23 average in his games at fullback, which should have him sitting at the 322. So a long time out of the game, not a good history in the position. I'll sit on him. Yeah, I think so too. I think given where they are on the ladder and kind of, I think you summed it up. I think he can wait. He's not well, getting you know, away. I think they want, is Herbie back? He is. Okay, I thought they were going to sort of try and chuck him in there. Who, I think he'd be great bringing the ball back as opposed to a bloke that's been out of the game for two years, three he, years. Mm. He also um, he's also been playing five eight in the Intra Super Cup, so he hasn't been playing much um, game time at fullback, which is interesting. Yeah. And even hasn't been scoring well either. So, yeah, he's definitely a wait and see for me. Small body as well, so it'll be interesting to see how he goes. But good luck to him because he's back, and yeah, always good to see. Injured players come back. Now, Andy, Corey Pakes, he takes the number nine jersey at the Broncos, 310K, break-even of 31. He has been running off the bench for most of the season. Now, he's also a dual hooker half. His price looks pretty good, but he's, you know, his PPM this year is not the best. Turpin averaging 55 minutes. What's your thoughts now on Pakesy? Well, it's interesting because to start the year, was, did he get injured? Is that why he didn't play? I forget what the injury was. Mm, well, yeah, I can't remember, but I he did have he a great injured. trial period. He's only had one one game, I'm pretty sure, last last week. Um, but, yeah, I think they had big raps on him. It was, it was touted that he was going to actually top um, Turpin to start the hooker. So I, I actually don't mind it. But, look, as for an 10K, that's good for a hooker. It could be like the new new um, Randall or something. But you definitely just wait wait a week. You know, what are you going to lose if you wait a week? Yeah. You know, wait a week, see, see what his minutes are, and then make your assessment then. Big time. All right, boys. I'm really looking forward to this segment. It's not Snake's Takes. It's not that one either. All right. Sorry about that. We're going bargain hunting tonight. We're going gun bargain hunting. So we've got nine players. All the guns from the start of the season that have pretty much lost the most money that we still maybe see a little bit of interest in. And tonight we'll be asking the boys kind of what price would entertain maybe a buy on them. And then also what we need to kind of see to, from them in the next few weeks or from a return to make them a buy. Andy, why don't we kick off with you because you've got a big name to start with. Tom Travoyevix at 756k. Now, he's lost 244k. He's obviously on the sideline for a long time. But when he returns, what sort of price would entertain you and what would you need to see from him to make him a buy? The turbo. It's not so much um, the price for him, is it? It's more or less when you pick him up, because uh, naturally you're going to th- assume Turbo's going to be in every play, every team's or every fantasy team towards the end of the season, because Desi loves getting him up ready, up and ready to make that final push for the end of the season. So I think it's when it is. Like, like you said, it's 244k now. When did he come? He's injured for. Has he come back before Origin time? I don't think so. Right on that kind of borderline. Yeah. So if he plays, I, I'd be more or less looking up to get pick him up after Origin. Okay. You know, I, I mean, they, they don't play in round 17, so you can sort of risk it and go all that way, considering he's been playing bad form. But, yeah, it, with, with Turbo, it's more or less when you start seeing him in form, that's when you pick him up. But the money thing, the fact is not really an issue for me. All right. It's Corby, Cody Walker, 400. Who would have thought he would ever hit 433K? He's lost close to 200K. Now, give me your thoughts on him when he would be entertaining as a buy. Yeah, he's sitting at 433k, which has him priced at 31. Uh, has a break even of 44, so he's going to continue to come down if he continues his 25 average for the year. He had a 51 average just last year. I don't think many people did start with him. I hope they didn't. But that's the nuts. He has to turn around at some point, you would think, because he has got good footy in him. He was like, you know, touted nearly making origin the last two years, or he did make it the year previous. I don't think he's even in the consideration now, so that's a tick for him. Mm. Um, you could swap Snyder for Walker and make money at the moment, which I, is just crazy. <laughs> if he falls down to 350K, which is still another 80K, but I think he's going to fall below 400 very soon, 
it would be not hard. It would be hard not to consider him. I think you need to start seeing something though. And honestly, if you get something like this right though, it could be a massive move mm. for your classic team. And I don't think the risk. I don't think there's a real big risk if he does fall to that 350k because you're not losing money out of this. It's more just a trade. Um, because yeah, he's almost the same price as Billy Walters. So <laughs> the money's not an, money's not. If he does like perform poorly, he's still going to sort of you know he might lose five or ten k. Not huge money as when the big guns don't go well. It's more just the trade. So if you've got trades and yeah, like a lot of people have still got Schneider, and I think you'd be silly to let him go before the the buy because about that time Fogarty might come back, and who knows what will happen then. Yeah, he is, he's one I'm looking at, and I wouldn't mind taking the risk on him just because I don't think you're going to lose out much in terms of coin. Big time. Now, guys, I've got Luke Cleary. He's lost 206K coming back from his ACL, 544K now, but he's ticking a few good boxes. His kick meters are real good. He's averaging 357. What's not good is his try assists have fallen to, what, 0.7 of a try assist and only 45 metres gain. He's still very – out of why the Roosters aren't going well – I don't want to blame him, but I'm going to blame him. Luke Keery is the, the reason why. His defense is quite good. Only 14 tackles and one miss. But 2021, when he was in red-hot form, tri-sister at 2.3 and meters gained was at 76. So right now it looks tentative. But for, if he can drop behind 500K, I wouldn't mind having a little sneaky peek if I see those meters gains and tri-sist and then winning, continuing to win game start. I think that's going to validate me buying him. He's also going to play round 13. As you said, Corbs, two guys that have probably played Origin that probably aren't in the frame because of Jerome Luai and Nathan Cleary. So we're probably going to get a red-hot crate at both Cleary, uh, Keary sorry, and Walker. And imagine getting both of these guys. Keary maybe in the mid-400s and Cody Walker, as you said, maybe at that kind of mid to high 300s. I think we can see some value here because we know these boys have got pedigree and they're both the leaders of their team. So I think you've just got to be aware of when to buy him because I think Luke Carey's a good buyer around that mid, well, low, sorry, high, high 400s, I'd probably buy him for sure. Now, Andy, your next guy, Cameron McInnes. This is a guy you want to bring in this week. 593K at the moment, which means he's lost 187K. But give me your thoughts behind when you would buy him. Right now. <laughs> I honestly think he's hit his bottom. Yeah, his break average is 52 points. Uh, I don't see him getting lower, less than that. Yeah, if you look at his last, and I know naturally he's, play, he's played lock and he's played 80 minutes, he's played hooker. But you look at his last um, seasons, he's 72 last season. And I, don't, I just looked up then, he hasn't scored, had an average of under 50 since 2016. Wow. That's massive. You know, if you're seeing McInnes and he's starting lock now, naturally we all know Dale Fanukin is. If they if Delphine can stay in the field last last night, or sorry, when they played the storm, I dare I think that they probably win that game. You know, he has that he has that, that um presence on the field. But McKinnis is the same sort of player. You know, McKinnis starting at lock. Um, I think this is his bottom. Um the only problem is he doesn't play round thirteen, but that's just one round. I don't think McKinnis is playing origin this year. You know, there's plenty of other players that or fourteens and, and edge players they'll have on the bench, but yeah, he's. I don't think I don't see him getting lower than that. Yeah, with a break even fifty two, he's only eight point zero point six percent of people. Zero point six percent people own him. So yeah. this, this is the time of McInnes. You heard it here first. There you go. My only concern there is when Dale comes back with us, you go back to the bench. But I don't mind it if you could see it. If he's back in the starting lineup next week, I think I'll join you in buying him, Andy. I I just think too though, TK. You said I don't think he's going to play the eighty full eighty minutes, which was what his value was at the Draggies. I think yeah. sixty minutes with their depth. I don't, I don't know if he's going to be that out and out gun that we all thought he was back in the day. Yeah, maybe wait a week, Andy, I reckon. That might do you some good. Now, Corby, this is a good guy. We want to talk about this guy. We talk about him literally on the chat every week. Angus Crichton, 614K. He's a jewel. He has lost 143K. To think at the start of last season, we all kind of rated him as the number one guy to pick up. But what's your thoughts on this one? Well, you did. You picked him up in draft first, didn't you? Yeah. Not <laughs> not very first. And my first pick it was like number seven or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's priced at the 44 points. Now, this year when he starts in second row, he has an average of 46. But that's been with a loss and two clunky wins, which one of them was just on the weekend. 
This includes two missed um, tackles a game, but that's he had two and a half last year, so that's nothing sort of too out of the ordinary. But he only has one tackle break a game. That's all his attacking stats. He has nothing wow. else to add to it. So you've got to think if if they come and we keep talking about it, and maybe it's not never going to come, but I just I still think it is with the Roosters' side. He's got nearly forty meters less in meters gained as well. Um, there was a bit of chat in the amateurs Facebook group with, you know, why didn't he start? And it, something has to have happened. He's never wore that arm guard, mm. compression arm guard before. Yep. You don't just wear that for no reason. Yeah, exactly. There's got to be something there. There's around the elbow. I don't know what he's done. It could have just been contact at training. So, yeah, when we compare this to his 2021, where he was 80 minutes second row, he had an average of 60. So... I just think with a 52 break, I, mean, I think you can sit and just punt others and maybe focus on, oh, I think, Cleary this week. And, yeah, he could be an option. I'm thinking, here's another option I've got. Haas to Crichton and Clear and Thompson to Cleary. Oh, I don't mind that. Because then I've still got a good mid. I'm yeah. getting rid of Thompson, who's – I want to punt anyway. And then I have – yeah, Cleary in there as well. And then you think, during Origin, Payne Haas will have a huge role in Origin. If Angus Crichton even makes the team, he'll probably have a pretty limited role, maybe a 20, 30-minute role, compared to Haas, well, who can play 50. When's Carrigan back? Because I feel Flegler's... I know he's got a few brain explosions. Yeah. I think it's a while away, mate. I think it's like he's six weeks. Away. Okay, yeah. so no, well, that's not going to affect... But Haas did have a couple of sort of Fafita moments where he was not looking as good as he should have, and then... A big run, but I guess that's just in his game anyway. Yeah, big time. Yeah, anyway, it's an option. Actually, Pat Carrigan's back round 12. That's ages away. That's still another five weeks. Yeah, that's still a while away. Anyway, (laughs) there's about six options that I've got at the moment, and that's one of them. (laughs) Could be a pod play there for your Cobbs. pretty spicy one. Top 5,000, only 0.22% owned, but... Well, his next guy on my list is Reed Varney. He actually played really well, which was, you know what? He's nearly coming back towards a buy. If, if he can get anywhere in the low 600s, I reckon all you guys that have sold him, we can all try to pick him up low 600s. He's not going to play Origin unless Harry Grant gets injured and Ben Hunt gets injured. But what I did was just going back to what his numbers were over the last couple, couple of years to see where he was getting his points from, and it was tackles. 45 tackles average in 2021 and 46 in 2020. He had 48 tackles for a season high against the Tigers after averaging something like 35 for the year. So he's kind of reversing what he did. He got a nice little 50, what is it, 52 on the weekend as well. What I've noticed is he's had more tries this last year, but he's had more tries this year, and it's coming off the back of him. support. His support, his support play has been excellent this year. I think they'll continue because Paramount do like turning the ball back on the inside and really cutting him up the middle. So I reckon if I could get Red Money at 610, 620K, I would nearly do it. Yeah, I wouldn't talk Not you bad. out of it either. Yeah, especially if you see no Mitch Rain left on the bench either. Sorry, I should have mentioned that one as well. I think that, that would... that's the danger. Yeah, like I'd say if he's getting sixty-five minutes each week, then I'd say he'd be probably have to go lower than six ten. Yeah. Did, what did, did is Rain on there again? Yeah, he yeah. Is. Rain, Rain took about thirteen minutes. He only played sixty-seven minutes, so thirteen yeah. minutes off him. It's just it's whether or not they, they are up. If they're up by a lot. Rain could easily get 15 mm. minutes off him. That's definitely the, the thing. So if you lose Mitch Rain, he comes down to 6'10", he's still getting those tackles up. I think you should definitely consider him. Now, oh, Andy, He's a post-origin, sorry. Yeah, there you go. Andy, your next guy, the Cheese. Who could have thought? 494K. He's lost 184K. Drops back to the bench now lately too, man. What's your thoughts? Yeah, are we seeing a, a sort of um, another miss fix it again? Yeah, Smith playing that role. Yeah. Playing hooker, interchange, prop. He played prop 51 minutes and he only scored 24 points. Uh, I think with that, but Smith would have to probably get down to probably 430-ish, 400K mark. If he's 400K mark, then you sort of just float with the idea of picking him up. And if there's an injury to whether either Josh King, Harry Grant, then you, he's in the team straight away because he's yeah. playing 60-plus minutes and he's getting you 50 points. Like Corby was saying earlier in the pod, he's just a freak of a player, so I don't know why they're not using him, but they're not. You know, They're using these other players and they're still winning. So I, I don't know. It's, it's a bit risky. So like you said, I think about 400K mark is when you get Smith. And you can pick Smith up 400K. You're sort of laughing if, you, if there's an injury. Yeah, just a narrative that's in my mind while you're speaking there, Andy. Do you think that maybe 
that Belly is managing his minutes and going to unleash him during Origin? I don't think Smith's the kind of person that you need to manage minutes. You know, I feel like the more minutes he gets, the, the more fit, match fitness he gets. So I don't know if that could be the play, but I could be wrong. Um, but look, very consistent, um, you know, 50 minutes at interchange, 36 minutes of interchange, and only 13 points. So for Smith to get 14 points off 36 minutes of interchange, usually he's an impact player. Yeah. He gets on and he just hits it. So whether he's not feeling his best or he's already looking for the uh, red, white, and blue next, next season, who knows? Yeah, maybe. Now, Corbs, your last guy, you've got Jake Avarillo. And now for a guy that made a stack of cash last year, 366K, and he's lost 193k. Who would have thought at the end of last year you could pick Jake Averillo up for another three for 366k? Man, yeah. Hang on, I'm just going to well, chuck down for him. He's not, I'm not interested in him. Priced at 26, he's got a 17 average, but only a 10 average in the current centre spot since he's been punted out there. <laughs> I don't go anywhere near him, and even if he gets back in the halves, I wouldn't be looking at him. He he did have a 24 average back in 2020, centers, but again, just a guy who ticked all the boxes last year and was very convenient to have because they had no halves, I think. What happens if Burden and Flano both out for the year or something? Would you pick him up then? Oh, maybe if I had problems elsewhere. <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I, don't, I can't see him making it in my team. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately for him, he's been thrown around in so many positions and he's just that good footballer, but I don't know if he specialises in a certain spot. And the other thing too, he's probably a pretty handy centre, but the Bulldogs, that like you need a good attacking side to flourish in that position, I think. Yeah, totally. Now, one of his teammates, Josh Jackson, he's lost 126k, 634k now. He's going to break even pretty high at 45, so I don't think you need to jump on him too soon. I think you wait a couple of weeks and just see, because he has hit back-to-back 50s with huge tackles, big minutes, 73 and 80 minutes the last couple of weeks. So just maybe watch him for the next couple of weeks. I actually think he's in a really good price now. So if you do need a kind of a mid-edge cover and you do see him continuing these big minutes and these big tackles, then I think you can definitely switch him in because he won't be playing Origin unless there's a huge amount of injuries, which I don't think will happen. So around 13, he'll be a good player to keep carrying and bring you through that Origin period as well. Boys, let's go to the audience questions. Before we do that, Talking League, of course, is brought to you by Game Day Squad. It's the first fantasy sports platform in Australia that utilizes both black blockchain technology, and NFTs. You can register your team now and open starter packs for free at gamedasquad.com.au. When you're ready, use code TALKINGLEAGUE20 on the shop page for 20% off your packs. Talking League merch, that's also out now, so you can get your Rabsy Warren fantasy shirt, Gus Gould, Trap City, and my favorite, the Flat Track Bully shirt. We've got the three-date rule mouse pad, and then also, it's brand new, the Delete App phone case. Now, 50% of Talking League profits are donated directly to Men and League Foundation, and the other 50% actually funds the competitions we have weekly. So all details will be in the episode notes and use Talking League code, sorry, code Talking League for 10% off all the Talking League range and you'll find it all at rugbyleaguemerch.com or just hit me up on the DMs or check out the social media. But boys, let's rip through this nice and fast. Now first one, Andy, Matt Maynard. Traded options for Stephen Crichton. Is Jordan Rappner an option given he plays around 13 and averages over 50 at fullback? Yeah, look, I'd say he definitely is an option. Um, it's just hard to pick any Raiders player at the moment. Ricky just loves just playing with our fancy team, doesn't he? No, it does yeah, he yeah. <laughs> The only thing is in your favour that, like that Ricky loves Rapana. Rapana's an effort player. So I think if you do pick him, he's not getting you a 20 or a 23. He's getting you some solid points. How long will be a fullback though? Yeah. You know, when, when you've got, I, honestly, I laughed at the comment when he, everyone was saying, I picked Savage for X Factor. Well, you only give him thirteen minutes off the bench. You know, yeah. it's not like you're getting started in eighty for this full game. But yeah, I think it's. I think he is there, and there's not many other options, is there, at that price range, is there? No, not at the moment. Now, next question, Scotty Barnes. He wants to know is another Cleary question. Is he a must? I can go Cleary and Josh King to Cleary and Perham Mahali or someone two hundred thirty-two k or less. That's losing two round 13 players for none. Well, Josh King doesn't play round 13, so that's definitely not a round 13 player. But for those two, I don't actually mind it. As long as you've got <laughs> extra players on your interchange bench that can actually field a good 17. So there's not a, a huge amount of options below that price. So both you mentioned there are both going to be Perham and Mohale. 
will be a week-to-week play. So it's one of those things you probably don't have to make the trade, but if you really want Cleary, just make sure you've got other players that are good in your 17. Now, Corby, Andy Tran, he wants to know the best cash-out option under 318K. Need to trade out Billy Walters to fund Nathan Cleary. Uh, well, Mo Ale, you just mentioned him. He's the only real option, I think, at the 220K. And then you go to... There's risk involved in these three guys as well. Staines at 286. He's probably the least risky, which sounds a bit weird. Martin at 300 and Pakes at 310. So you're sort of gambling a little bit with all four of those. Um, but they're, they're the only real options, to be honest, at that cash-out price. Get the Ferrari. Unless you could get up to get up to TAFE. But what's he sitting at now? He's like 366. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Get the for I would I would say Staines over the other two just purely because he's got the attacking stats and I would say he's safer than those two. I know a lot of people are saying May, but I'm seeing Staines holding his spot more and more. Well, when, go, yeah, when you be my choice. It's one of those things. I'll yeah. gi- I'll give you the next question. Kyle Taylor he needs a trade option for Leo Thompson. He's trading down to Mowale, Kola, Hunt from the Sharkies. Trades will be Fermor to Cleary and then Thompson, whoever to bring in under 250. You know, we just talk about these 250s. The only ones I could find. So yeah. Edric Lee's right on that border at 257. Short-term proposition. Jason Saab at 250. Hayes Perman at 228. Brent Naden at 227. Dave, uh, Davey Mowali at 220. Or Harry Rushton at 220K. So these are the guys that are playing this week, right? Yeah. The only good thing about Jason Saab and Brent Naden is we know they're not fantasy relevant, but you're not going to cop a red dot. If they're not injured, they're going to be in the team. So you'd probably rather take a 15 than take a 15 from David Mawali, who might play one every three games or something. So it's one of those things that sounds stupid, and I don't recommend you doing it, but if you really need to get Cleary in somehow, you might need to take a bit of a hit and just take a guy that's actually playing in a Saab or Naden because it just makes no sense. Edric Lee, he's probably going to be gone in about five weeks when Young comes back. Same as Hayes Perman. He's probably only week-to-week proposition. And as- There's a bit of money to make then for Edric Lee. If he sort of just hits his 33 or whatever average that he usually pokes along at, I think yeah. he got about that on the weekend. He came in priced at about the 27. 33 that- against the Dragons, but, mate, what's that? Yeah. Two <laughs> against does. the Storm? It does seem a lot of people have that exact 252. It seems like <laughs> a relevant question. So he's 257, isn't he? If the I'd other have- thing that you've yeah. got to consider is a lot of people are getting in clear. If you don't get him in this week, you are. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. they're captive. They're not, they're not putting the C on anyone else either. Yeah. So I would actually pick either. So, oh, I can't believe I'm saying this. Saab you know what? Nathan. Actually, I did join the uh, non-Cleary owner for a week just to see what was happening in there. And um, I'll be quickly leaving it probably Thursday. All right. And there would have there been massive uh, uproar to get him suspended for that. Oh, big uh, time. In common hip drop. <laughs> yeah, I really wanted to send... Press send on that email that I chucked to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> now, boys, Andy Brennan Vickery he wants to know: Is Kurt Mann to Josh Jackson sideways? Yes and no. Look, Kurt Mann's coming off two thirty-plus games. Um, like I said, he has got, has got him in it to get a seventy, but it look it looks like he might be at his peak. You know, he did make us a bit of cash. He did. Yeah. He was that sort of Watson from last year. Um, he's made a bit of cash, but Josh Jackson does play round thirteen, so. Uh, there is some benefit there. Um, and Josh Jackson seems to be hitting his strides. He's got two 50-plus games. So I don't hate the trade, um, but it depends. If you've got, if you've got shitloads of trades, and go for it. But yeah, I don't mind it, to be fair. Yeah. I'm a man lover too. Yeah, and I think we're going to get... A man lover, that sounds a bit gay. As we get to <laughs> round 13, we're going to get more and more kind of sideways trades. So it's, it's fine. Now, Corbs, Nate Olsen, he wants to know, thoughts on Tamari Martin? He's worth a trade from Billy Smith to him. Sick of seeing the red dot, and Martin might get a few games. So what's more valuable, the, the ability to loop or getting someone like Tamari Martin in? Yeah, I, do you do you have any other red dots? Because mm. I could see Tamari Martin being a red dot next week as well. I don't think if you can afford to hold Billy Smith um, or if you want to Billy Smith to, um, who are we talking about before? TAFE would tough, be yeah. another, a tough, sorry, another option there. Yeah, I don't know. You, it's, 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 price I'm sort of, I've, I got rid of, um, I've got two red dots now. Bloody cooler hurt me. Yeah, same. Now he's a red dot and I've got Billy Smith there as well. So I'll probably have two red dots this week if I, Go for the Cleary trade, which is annoying. Yeah, is, I, I, is Billy 
Is Billy Smith just read that question? Is Billy Smith the new Zach Sini? <laughs> is he just going to stay there? Potentially, a red dot, just burning in, in pre- on our on our season. I think he's going to be okay at Origin because they're going to lose Teddy and Tupo. So when that happens, I reckon he'll get a start again. Yeah, just for one week, and then we'll all be just getting rid of him. Suwali so seems pretty injury prone too. And what did they say? The ACL of the ankle was his injury is coming back from. Who's that? Suwali? So was it? No, I think his was ankle. Yeah, the ACL of the ankle. That's yeah. how the NL physio described it. So it's not a, a great one to come back from. Yeah, definitely he not. He didn't score too well in his comeback game, did he? Now, he's, he's never has. Uh, Andy, Blake, Carter, Burton and Crichton to man. Oh, sorry. Burton slash Crichton and man for Papa Leahy and Tamari Martin. Everyone loves this guy. And Edric Lee. Yeah. So... I, I'm not really sold on tomorrow, Martin. I think we, we're all on the same page there, you know, playing 5A and Reggie's. The only issue, other issue we'll see that is all the three players he's bringing in, or all three options, none of them play around 13 either. And yeah. I think, like you said, Crichton is just going to be, uh, everyone's off him, but I, I still think he's got points to make. And like Corby mentioned to mentioned earlier, he plays around 13 and he's also not going to play Origin. So he'll be kicking goals. And I think... There's not many options out there. So, I don't know. I don't like that trade. Big time. All right. Morgan Jones, Paulo to TAF to free up cash for Nanai upgrade next week or Leo to TAF at the same price. I think just do the straight swap, Leo to TAF. I think with no RCG for the Eels this week and also Paulo coming off a bit of a freshen up, I think he'll probably bounce back. So, just keep Paulo for the time being. Jack Willis, Corby, he wants to know, is Sean Russell going to be a viable option coming back from injury in round 10? Will he get a spot, though? Penasini looked to be getting better each game. He was he, he had some great. good runs last week. And but, Ronald Blake, there's no certainty on his. I know the physio said about six weeks, that was maybe a week or two ago. That had nearly put him around the same time back. I'd have to think Ronald Blake's going to get a spot over Sean Russell. Mm. So I just, and I know that everyone thinks I hate the Blake, but Simonson's been playing quite well on the other wing as well. <laughs> Simonson. <laughs> Yeah, I can't. Oh, Sorry, mate. I can't be getting the name right. But he's been playing pretty good. And then you got Big Sevo back mid-year. Yeah, true. Yeah, punt him. Punt Russell. He's got to be, yeah. Sevo will be back, what, round, round origin? Then, it was, I think, yeah, yeah 13 Yeah. Yeah. So and then again, we're getting um, Sammy and Dingy reading news. Oh, so remember Dry coming back? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, Ali Biddle. Moses and Teddy to clear again Taff, or instead Teddy and Crichton to someone under 300k? I'm on – yeah, this is a tough one. Like, I, I, you want to get clear in. I don't like – I don't mind Moses, uh, but I don't like Teddy. But also, I think that Teddy and Crichton would be mine only if you have some centre covers to, cu- to cover him. Yeah. You know, like we said, that under 300k, there's not much, is there? No. So – yeah, I'd say the Teddy and Crichton to keep Moses in, but uh, look, to be to be fair, it's a flip of a coin. Yeah, I don't mind the trade, but either way. Mm. Now, Luke Bray wants to know, looking looking to upgrade Josh King, who I believe now is a sell. So looking at round 13 players, maybe Lolo, Cotter, Crichton, Hamole, AFB, Luke Thompson, or even Tarpany. I'm going to say out of that list, I like the two Cowboys. I'm going to probably prefer Cotter. He's got that versatility of hooker and mid-combo, and I think it gives you a little bit of prep because you're going to be offloading Randall as soon as, what's his name, uh, Braley from the Knights, he's back. So you've got to prepare for it. They reckon around 14 he's back. So I also think that he's got that 50-minute role just kind of locked in, one of the coach's favorites, good PPM, top 5,000 5, owned, 7% owned, so pretty good in that regard. Lolo, he's coming off 61, 51, 62. The only thing I did see increase in minutes, 59, 63, and 71. Griffin Neems back on the bench. Gilbert's again on the bench this week and also Cotter, more likely Jordan McLean. But I don't see more than a kind of that 59-60 minute roll. So he's getting a little bit expensive now at 650k. 5% owner in that top 5,000. I don't mind either of those two guys, but if I had to pick, probably Cotter because of the jewel and Cotter, you don't really have to spend as much money. So Corby he gets unicorn points. Yeah, no, not unicorn. It's clearly defined. And every week, me and Corby, me and Corby are going to be tracking his points every week. So we'll be making sure no one gets ripped off. Now, Corbs, Nathan Affleck. Now, he wants to know Ponga, Stags, Lolo, McInnes. Are they worthwhile looking at any of those guys now? McInnes, wait a week just to see what happens um, next week if he retains that 13. And what minutes he gets, Stags. Oh, we talked about him before. He's a bit of a yo-yo if you want to get him, but I, 
I don't think so, especially he's not around 13er. Ponga's got two really tough games. The only one I'll be looking at there is Lolo, but they've also got options such as TPJ, Jackson. Um, but, yeah, he, he's definitely a forward to target for round 13, so I don't mind him. And he looks to be a, sort of finding a bit of his old form too. Big time. He was taking scoots out of dummy half the other night, and I was like, who's this big wombat bloody dummy half? <laughs> big time. Now, I'm going to skip through these so we can finish this in uh, time because we've got to get the snake's takes. Now, Cody O'Neill, is Jackson Hastings a buy? Probably not just yet. Wait the three-date rule. He still does play in the worst team in the NRL. Hit some good numbers against the Eels, and uh, for a dominant halfback, one try assist, solid defensively, 209 kick metres and 95 Meters game, he likes taking a run, so just. But I do think you do need to track him for a couple of weeks, so just hold tight there. Now, Andy, your next one, Dura Matthew Kersner. Do you bite the bullet and get Cleary or plan for round thirteen? Which is your better option? Yeah, I think you get uh, Cleary in. My option is, I think it was Tago and Crichton. No, it wasn't. Sorry, Tago and Crichton to Cleary and yeah, Perham or Lolo and Starling. Yeah, I think Cleary and Perham. Like you said, it's it's a it's a Cleary. It's a send forget captain. Yeah, now, Perham might not be the best choice as Neocore is only up to thigh stiffness, but like you said, it's it's more or less you you got to get clear in somehow. All right, Corbs, Josh Page got eight hundred k to spend on a mid edge. Who would be the best option? Um, where is it? Oh, oh, I said Curran. There's a few good options. I'd be looking at around thirteen buy, but he's a jewel and he's up the top of the list there. He's just short of eight hundred k, but I like him. Yeah, so do I. That's a shit. That's a shit headache to have too. Oh, big time, big time. Now, next question: Kate Spence thoughts on Lukey and his critter and Jing to Angus and Lukey a good trade. Leaves no wing fullback cover. Don't do no wing fullback cover, especially this week with pups out. With Lukey sixty against the Raiders with the try. Good thing was the eighty minutes that he showed. Great stamina. Good little work rate. Thirty eight tackles and one hundred and one meters gained. If you want to take a risk and you've got a high risk tolerance, do it this week. 425k to break even at 15. You might get a little bit too pricey. So I think, yeah, definitely do that trade if you can afford it. Now, Andy, next question. Let's have a look. Okay. Andrew Brighton, Andy. Two of Man, Burton, and Tago. So two of these need to go for Cleary and Trash. Who's the best Trash you feel for 250? Oh, hang on. I'm trying to find We We talked about this Trash option earlier. Like you said, you've got... Did you say he said Jason Saar was a good option? But do you take a take a punt on Harry Rushton at Raiders or he might be the one? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think I think you probably go your Saab option. Like you said, it's a it's a permanent green dot in it. Yeah, it definitely sort of it seems a little bit better. At least he's there every week. Now Chris Ulleris Corbs, he wants to know: Are there any non-origin hookers you need to be considering? Yeah, well, I thought you brought up one before, didn't you? The um, what, money Reed? option. Yeah. Coruscant's whacked out a couple of pretty good scores. He's what did he get a forty-eight? No, what was his last one? Who he got sixty-nine? Reed. Yeah, he got sixty-nine on the weekend. No, Coruscant. He's another one. Yeah, big time. Though those two would be your, your big ones. The other one is um, maybe a Cotter. I know he's getting plenty of talk on this, <laughs> but he, he's got the jewel there. He, he's a not a not a bad one just to have in reserves. But I'd be looking at more of a gun. To have, I'd be playing Cotter more in the mid and going for one of those outright guys. Because Cook and Grant, I reckon you could get away with maybe selling one of those to a Mania or a Coruscant over the origin. And I don't think there's anyone else that I would really consider. I've got Starling there, but I think I'll probably use him to round 13 and he, he could probably maybe get punted, see what happens yep. to a, a good hooker for the next buyer. Now, Cliffstone, g'day, gents. Looking at doing Mitch Moses to Cleary and Teddy to Taff. Original plan was Kurt Manby's fallen short 4K. Is it worth the trade? Is McInnes worth a look next week? I don't mind the trade. Andy kind of got this question before. You know, Cleary's the best player in fantasy, and even though he did play against the Broncos, he was a pretty effortless 93, so I think he'll continue to build on that. Teddy trade out against the Dragons, I think he's a bad one, especially on Anzac Day. I'll sell Kurt Mann if you can first. Teddy's got pedigree. And McInnes, as we did mention before, I think you need to look at the role when Fanukin comes back. So I think it'll be a lot more defined when that happens. Now, Andy, last one for the night for you before we get to Snake's takes. Going to find a nice little good one. Alexander Bray, Andy. Hey, boys, I'm looking to trade Kurt Mann for Lolo after I gave JT the three-date rule. And looks the goods off as a round 13 player. I'm only concerned that almost all the top coaches still have Mann and don't know if it's the right move. What's your thoughts? I think um, 
take a chance. Hey, I think if the top two coaches have man and Lolo's scoring pretty well, you mm. know, man coming off two 30-plus games and Lolo's actually looking like he's back to his best. So take a chance, I reckon. Go for it. Boom. All right, boys, let's end with Snake's Takes. What? I don't even know what it's on again. It's on. It's, it's the same thing. Pick the captain, mate. Oh, pick the captain. Well, it worked last considering, week. Considering eighty percent of the crowd is getting clear in, then I'd suggest you just put the captaincy in clear in. <laughs> I, I seriously thought you would have gone about to say Cotter. <laughs> no, then the the other one would be go down to the last two games because in the in the past the Roosters have turned in the sort of recent past the Roosters have turned it on and put quite a number on. I'd be looking at one of their halves, Sammy Walker or Kiri. I'm not going to go near Teddy. Teddy's been annoying me. And in the Storm game, I know he's under a bit of an injury cloud, but I could see Pappy going nuts in this game. Yep. He's very quiet last week. So I'd be looking at one of the big playmakers, and that'd be my three. But if you've got Cleary, that's just a, a no-brainer. You don't even have to worry. Snakes takes is irrelevant now for... 90% of the fantasy crowd. <laughs> just be clear your week. All right, boys. Yeah. Well, thanks for everyone who was tuned in today. Thanks for everyone leaving those great Spotify and Apple reviews. If you like the show, please, if you've got two seconds, please jump on there and rate the podcast. Just a reminder, our weekly competitions for our Talking League merch and also free NFT cards courtesy of Game Day Squad. They'll be on Wednesday and Thursday at 12 p.m. at New South Wales time, so just jump on the Facebook page there. Tomorrow we'll be back for the Buy, Hold, Sell, Avoid with the Kerry Boys and then a little bit of live stuff on Thursday. Now, Andy, my man, you've done really well to get through that hour. Wish you the best, and hopefully you'll be back by the end of the week just firing my man for Anzac Day. Thank you, lads. It's, it's good to be back. <laughs> <laughs> Although it sounds like I'm struggling, it's good to be back. <laughs> Corby, you snaked it as always, and you've done well, mate. You're flying the high. What are you, 2,000 or something coming? You're, uh, you're definitely on, first. have a look. Well, after Cotter's seven points, it bumped me up a little bit more. I'm at 2,494. There you go. In the 2,500. That's good. Just scraped in there. Smashing it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Big shout out to Ruben Cotter. Hope you're doing well, mate, and hope you smash it on the weekend, and we'll continue <laughs> to practice, practice you. Justice for Cotter. That was round seven. We'll catch you tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, you stay safe. Catch what up. What song are we in the on today? No song. Oh, you wanted to bounce oh, back? Do you need a bit of bounce yeah. back? Yes, I definitely need some. Yeah. And you take the photos. Wake up every morning by the night I count stacks. Knew that ass was real when I hit it, bounce back.